1: Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Back off looks, Goff looks, golf throws, caught inside the one, fighting
2: for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Aman Ross
0: St. Brown. snap he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz, looks, looks, pressure guns, went, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. <laughs>
3: Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 342 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Join me my
1: two guys. As always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Boys, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Off-season started. The Kansas City Chiefs whooped the Niners, which is what I wanted. Uh, Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Ooh. Kind of woo was that? Come on, man! The season's over, dude. You could do it,
2: (laughs) (laughs) man. I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm still. Your
1: Knicks are up, bro. Your Knicks are doing well.
2: Did you see what happened us yesterday, man? We got, we got. I'm
1: talking about in general.
2: They're doing well. Yeah, they, they are. They are. I mean, that's something to look forward to.
3: What do you guys? That one in the, the uh, boy on Bogdanovich and Alec Brooks era. I mean, yeah. I saw
1: that they filed like a thing where like they're trying to reverse that. Yeah, because we got
2: robbed. Damn it! That'd that
1: with all the betting and stuff, all that shit. They're not gonna reverse that, man.
2: Uh, I mean, they said it happened six times, man. Yeah, there's no way, though. no Not in this <laughs> phase. <laughs> no way. Got, <laughs> we got, we got, robbed. Like it was a rob job, man. It was, it was terrible. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still salty from the wine loss. I'm still, so, I'm still salty from that loss. Um, what well, uh, just uh, I mean I don't know. I'm, Should I I'm buy you here.
1: that T-shirt that AG wears that says Salty on it? He wears that during his pressers. You want? We want a Salty Lions T-shirt. They yes. don't sell those. I've actually tried look into one of those
2: before. They don't sell them. What you trying to buy it for? You just try to just wanted to have it.
1: I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, I oh, like this would be a cool shirt to work at the gym or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Tyler be Tyler, Tyler be talking to a girl like I'm Salty. Don't talk to me. Lions lost. It, well, that a
3: Lions <laughs> logo too. That like, It seemed pretty cool. I kind of liked it. They don't yeah. have grit stuff too. I don't know why it's so hard to get grit stuff. Grit is actually very impossible Yeah, I, Those I sell out really fast. They. I don't know if they sell out or they just don't list them. Whatever it is, it's, it's very difficult to to get my hands on those.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Well, sp- speaking of the Super Bowl that the Lions obviously they're not playing. You know, what was your guys' thoughts on the game? Did you guys at least enjoy it, or were you guys just sitting there butthurt? Like, what was your guys' thoughts when you're just sitting there watching that Chiefs and
1: Niners game? Um, I went to my boy's house and I don't we didn't, like we casually watched the game. We were more just like chilling and talking, drinking and eating. Once it got to the fourth quarter, though, like with those last few minutes, we started watching. How many
3: times during that game did you bring up saying, damn it, the lines are for the new situation that are up right now or they, they, they do this right? Like, that. like did, did that ever come up? Sure uh,
1: maybe two or three times. Okay. Yeah, I we didn't mean, really watch it. That's why we were kind of like just in and out sort of yeah, I like mean, we were watching it, but not like,
3: you know, you actually
1: watching. Yeah, we're locked in lockdown.
3: Gotcha. I mean, I was pretty locked in from start to finish the game, especially the finish. That was a really entertaining finish. But for me, for the game, I mean, it obviously hurt because the lines weren't playing in and they were right there. It's like but in years previous, like Obviously the Lions haven't been in Super Bowl, so like we could watch Super Bowl pretty normally. But like it it felt different this year because the Lions were literally one game away from playing in this game. And you know, they obviously had a real opportunity. We don't have to go back in time and talk about the game and how close they were, but it was a little different watching this game, knowing how close the Lions were. And seeing how sloppy both teams played. It's like, damn, maybe if the Lions were in this game, maybe they could take advantage and maybe they could have hoisted that Lombardi. But hey, at the end of the day. They didn't get the job against San Francisco. So I can't make those excuses and say, hey, if the Lions in this game, they definitely win it. They let it go. It's on them. And we have no one to blame outside of ourselves right now. But it does hurt. And it's going to probably hurt until the season starts in September. So it just is what it is. You kind of got to eat it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah man. Um, luckily for me, um, Florida just opened up a sports book and I'm able to bet. That's I think that's the only thing that kept me afloat and, and entertained and, and, and watched the game. Because I was able to put money on the Chiefs. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the only thing that kept me, inter- you know, entertained was because I put money on the game.
1: Okay, I got a question for you guys. So I don't really gamble as much as you guys do. Um, now, did you guys win during the Super weekend, or did you guys lose, break even? Absolutely not. <laughs> I I, like, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough yeah. day.
2: Yeah, so I, I bet on the Chiefs. So, actually, I did win.
3: So something me and my buddies we've been doing for the last I want to say three weeks now for like the big game is we call it the group parlay and Super Bowl parlay is obviously a little bigger so the group parlay is going to be a little tougher to hit. So the way the group parlay works is that everyone in the party has to pick one leg from the game like if you think George Kittle is going to have over 30 yards like whatever line is like you just got to choose one leg each person. So you know obviously when you have a party of Close to 10 people, it's a 10 it's a like parlay, so it's gonna be really difficult to hit. So, we've been doing that for I think like the last three weeks since the playoffs started. We did it for the Lions Niners game, did it for the Super Bowl. I mean, it was that, that was a shit show, just nothing went our way. Man, Not <laughs> question do those people know ball? Do all of them know ball, Tyler? For the good part, yeah, for the most part. All right, all right, Pretty
2: good. you guys never hit, you guys never hit on those
3: the whole thing, no. Oh, I mean, a couple of legs, obviously. Yeah, you'll hit a couple of legs. But I'm before, not a lot. I,
2: I hit a few times, like a ten-leg, twelve-leg parlay player prop. I actually hit those a few times. Well, the thing
3: is, these guys don't think about doing safe ones. I had to throw a safe one in there into the safe. Yeah, I do
2: all safe. I do no, all No, they're
3: all thinking. Oh, let me throw a CMC touchdown score. Let me throw a Brendan and I, you touch. like you know. We have like four touchdown scores in just one oh, yeah,
2: They're <laughs> so, trying to get that twenty thousand. They're trying to get. <laughs> they're trying to get fifty thousand, five hundred thousand.
3: Yeah, so it gets tougher.
2: But,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was. It was all, you know, n- nothing too serious. We're not boy drinking too much. it wasn't like it hurt our pockets, but you know, it's it's a little fun thing to do with, with your boys. That's you, know? Pretty, that's pretty you know, pretty cool. Everyone choose one a little leg, little scratch and, off, right? Basically, and you guys all get to watch it. It's pretty cool to see like your leg come through, or you know, you let someone down. Know, it's Just, it's entertaining.
2: I mean, to be honest with you, I was doing that with our locks of the week.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like that, just with a bigger group of people. Bigger, people, bigger group of people. Yeah,
2: same yeah. thing.
3: That, that's essentially the same concept of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, the game itself was,
3: was, I mean, it was all right. A good end, a good ending. We saw the new overtime rules for the first time, you know. that
1: Kyle Shanahan did not know, but that's, we're not Niners fans, so.
3: Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, in hindsight, I think I could see the criticism in real time. Like, I didn't even think about going for two and just winning the game. Because Andy Reid said, like, if we won the coin toss, we were going to kick off regardless. And. You know, even if they score the touchdown, we're going to go score a touchdown. We're going to go for two, and we're not going to even give them the third position. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. I know Yo, Dan Campbell's would do about that? That, if would do that. Dan would do That's, that.
2: that. That's some Dan Campbell shit right there, man. I know
3: Dan, I know Dan Campbell's already – he's been thinking about that since the rule came out. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I'll yeah. say this with
1: Kyle Shanahan. I think he was a little conservative in that game. But, I mean, I don't really want to talk about like, the game. Like,
3: yeah, I mean, I don't know. What a oof. It's, it's tough for him, man. He, I just don't know what else he has to do to get every fourth pump. and two.
1: He kicks a field
3: goal. He like, go for it, go.
2: He's joking, bro. He's choking. Yo, you you watch them that that game? They pulled a Detroit line that third quarter empty. They pulled a donut. They it's like they they forgot Chris McCaffrey's on the we field. We gave him that game out in the third quarter, right. They, they, they stopped running him. They put the ball more in Brock Purdy's hands and they I, allowed Kennedy to come back. And the, the momentum switched, and that's why he lost the game.
3: See, that's the only part where I really question Kyle Shannon in that game. That's like the only part. I think everyone's a little doing a little too much criticizing on Kyle Shannon. But I do agree that third that third quarter was weird because they just had consistently going three and out, three and out, three and out. And they were going away from Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, didn't that, make, that's
2: the reason why. That's yeah, and
3: I agree 100%. It didn't make any sense at that point. But I, I think people are criticizing Kyle Shanahan. Like I don't look at that game and say, I think the 49ers lost because of Kyle Shanahan. I don't look at it that way. I don't think they lost because of Kyle Shanahan.
2: No, I want to put it on him, but for for them to have a, that third quarter meltdown and for them to go away from using Christian McCaffrey in third quarter, that that is his fault. It is that that
3: part is his fault, but like I'm saying, as overall, the whole game I don't look at it as it's like it's on I, Kyle Shanahan.
1: Like I also think being conservative, too, I know your defense made some stops, but bro, a field goal they would like if they scored a touchdown, <laughs> for example, they had those turf turnovers they forced in the, the third quarter on Mahomes and uh Pacheco, was it who fumbled? Yes, yeah. they just they scored nothing, bro, zero points out of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I cannot put that on Kyle Shanahan. Though. Why? That's... He's the offensive play caller. I don't think that play calling was good. That's on the uh, –
3: you got to execute at the same, same time and give credit to the uh, Chiefs I defense mean, too. I, just,
1: I think the Chiefs kind of were a step ahead of Kyle Shanahan. I think they knew what he was doing. He didn't really like
2: well, – I mean, I think I just, I just think they – once again, I think they they out-coached him.
1: Yeah, I don't think Kyle had a good game. I really do I think they lost because of Kyle Shanahan. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. I, I, I don't just like look at this game and say this on Shanahan, but – I think I the players know. for the most part are executed. He just didn't put them in positions to succeed for the most like when you look at the Lions, you could blame the players because flat out drops, you know, the defusal, the, the inner the drop pit. Like you could say, Okay, that's on the players. That's not really on the coach. But when you look at this game, I did not really see that, bro. I thought the players I mean I you, know. you could turn it and say if Jake Mooney makes extra point, the game's over.
3: This is a key extra point. I mean, and instead, uh, you know, it goes from a three-point game to – I mean, it goes from almost – it could be a four-point game to a three-point game. Oh, that's, right the issue, game. Though. That's, that's part that's of the, the issue,
1: though, Tyler. Why don't that, you go for it? That's an extra point. <laughs> that's an extra point. No, not this extra point. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the field goals in general. With the but field the field goals.
3: goals did not cost them. I mean, he made his field goals. and, yeah, and they did, not the They
1: enough points to win.
2: Pierre, did. There's only one Dan Campbell in the league. <laughs> yeah, I'm an analytics guy, but I think
1: this is not going anywhere. No, no, not going well,
2: anywhere. Well, well, I'm saying that Dan, the only person that's going to, like, go for all the time on Dan fourth down is John Dan Harbaugh. Campbell.
1: John Harbaugh, fourth and two, fourth and three, he'll go for it. I think you're going to see it with Jim Harbaugh when he comes in the league. Um, right. There's a few other coaches that do it.
2: John Harbaugh, hell, he goes for it a lot on fourth downs? Not like D- Dan's a different person. Not like Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell going on his own ten. If he has to, if he if well, want to well,
1: the thing is, John does have Justin Tucker
3: though. That's the thing. I I, I could are I could already see in this game. You know, when they were just a straight defense, I'm like, Dan Campbell's going to like do a fake punt at this point if he was yeah, in this Dan game. But... <laughs>
2: I, saw, I was telling that to um my, my wife. everybody that watch, I, watched, I was like, you know, everybody saying yeah, it's boring, boring. I'm like, yeah, yeah the Lions were here. We'll be we'll be excited because As, our, I, our coach would have been going for it every time. I mean, you'll see, the, see.
1: they would have, definitely you, gone have. For you have to go for those, bro. These are big games. Like, what field goal doesn't do nothing for
3: you. I mean, I can't blame it on the field goal decisions. Yeah. I think it comes down to Jake Moody not making an extra point, which is that's huge. And you Jake, know,
2: yeah, if he, that, that um, extra point's not
3: blocked, it changes it the whole the game. And then she had to go for a touchdown yeah. at the end of the game instead of, you know, exactly. trying the game and going to OT.
1: You know? I it's think a, that was on the kicker, by the way, not the protection. It was 100%. Kick. He hit a line a low
3: drive low to his long snapper, his head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, know. it was a little kick. Jake Moody. Um, thank God we didn't. I mean, bro. I'm happy. Um, I know a lot of fans want him. I did too. I'm happy. I loved Moody in
3: college. I think he's asked the NFL. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh,
2: he, he's been bad.
3: I mean, he, uh, uh, I, I,
2: I know, I know he. I know he missed against us. Missed against he's us. been
3: inconsistent. Missed that game winner versus Cleveland. Missed a key extra point in this game. I know he held the longest field goal for like one hour, but um, oh. in Super Bowl history, which was bizarre, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't been good. I mean, he's been whatever. He's been very
2: you think very he a uh, cut eventually?
1: No,
3: it oh. depends. Next year's a big year for him. Next year's um, year. I do he, think
1: one thing with kickers, though, when you draft them really early, the pressure is on them. 100%. Like third mm. round pick. I feel like if he was a fifth or sixth round pick, he'd probably be better. Well, but well, that's
2: because early. Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, it is what it is. That's, uh, I'm not a fan of taking kickers in the third round or fourth round. Maybe fifth and later. Yeah. Unless there's like an unreal kicker that's just like makes everything and nothing, he doesn't show that was Jake Moody. That was Jake Moody, essentially, necessarily. He wasn't like, ask you
2: guys a question. What you guys thought on Brock Purdy? Do you think that, um, he was a one-hit wonder, or did he'll be able to continue this?
1: I have a thing on Brock Purdy, and people might call me stupid. I think he's closer to Drew Brees. Oh, you're stupid. What
2: continue?
1: (laughs) I I think, I think, I think he could have a Drew Brees type of career. I really really? do, yeah. I am, I'm honestly more
3: in the like, I think he's solid. I think you can win with Brock. I just don't think he's ever. I mean, I, I don't, really, I'm not saying anything new. I don't think he's a game changer. I don't think he's a guy that could like win you a Super Bowl. I think you could win courtesy of Brock Purdy, but like, he doesn't do anything too special. I mean, he managed the game pretty well, but when you need him and I think you need to count on him, like, I don't feel confident when Brock Purdy is to, if, if you're down by five with two minutes left of the ball, like, I don't
1: know, I'm not confident they are going to win that game with Brock Purdy.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just I just want to see the more. The second of year,
1: though, just have to remind her it's a second year in the league. It's not like it he's is... been in the league for like 10, 5, five, six years. It's only his second year. He's entering his third year next year, which is pretty impressive what he's done.
2: Yeah, it's year two. Um, I think next year would will tell a lot for Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he has some traits, some traits as far as like, uh, when he's being pressured, he knows how to escape the pressure and sometimes use his legs or find an open guy when he's being blitzed. So I think that's a good thing about Brock Purdy. Um. I don't know. I want I to see not, more.
3: Like, I just don't see him special. I think he's just a a, a merchant of the San Francisco 49ers offense, truthfully. But I mean, hey, if he, if he's working and he's there, I mean, I, I can't hate on him. He he was drafted that situation, you know. He's he's one. I mean, he went to an NFC championship his first year, and he went to the Super Bowl in the second year. Like that's very impressive. You got to give him his credit. But I'm not personally the biggest Brock Purdy fan.
2: Yeah, you might be right. I mean, we don't. Like I said, I, I gotta see. I gotta see another year of Brock Purdy. I gotta see what another year of Brock Purdy. That's fair.
1: Yeah, year three in Shannon system, um, obviously, he's still young. Like, that's what – what like, I think we forget is his second – first year he took him all to the NFC Championship. Yeah. His second year, he took him to the Super Bowl. That's pretty damn impressive, bro. A second-year yes. quarterback. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who's around you. Just being able to do that as a second-year quarterback, not many guys have done what he's done. I don't think any, any player has done what he's done, to be honest. Any oh, quarterback. Their first two years – Tom Brady League?
2: filled in for what's it called? Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe. rookie year and won them the goddamn Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> so Brady, I mean, maybe Brady, yeah, but that's I mean that's about it though, bro. Like I don't know. I'm, I can't think of someone on man, top If of you compare that, to Tom Brady,
3: that's very impressive.
1: I didn't compare it to Tom Brady. I'm
3: saying, but I'm saying, like, if that's like that's the closest thing we can kind of probably kind of bounce it off to example wise. That's like that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways.
1: Let's All talk right. about the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, let's All talk right.
1: about the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, that's enough. Super
3: Bowl talk, you know, interesting game. We're going to talk about the offseason now for the Detroit Lions, and that connects with the unrestricted free agents with the Detroit Lions. Got some interesting names on this list, and, you know, it's going to be pretty simple. Do you want this guy back? Do you want him to be gone? And do you think he fits with this team? So I'm just going to go through a list, and we're going to go through it. So. So, are just going to say sign or pass, basically? Yeah, and give me a little breakdown on why you think they should or shouldn't do it. All
1: right.
3: Okay. So, let's start off with some of the bigger names and we'll, you know, slowly transition to some more depth, guys. So, starting off with number one, I think this is the biggest controversy probably right now on Lions Twitter safety slash corner CJ Gardner Johnson. Start off with you, Pierre. What do you think they'd like to me a ball give me like a contract or something? Give me something. I mean, it really could go either way. I mean, he was hurt for most of the year. I could see another one year prove it ish deal for him. You know, maybe a multi-year deal, but I'm, I'm leading more towards probably it's going to be another one year deal for CJ Garner Johnson with the injury. And, you know, obviously not playing his best ability of football during that stretch.
1: So, I don't
3: know. Whatever you think. Do you think the Lions bring back C.J. Gardner? I have something to
1: say. Um, I love C.J. Gardner, the player, but I don't think he's for us. The guy was talking shit all week. He didn't back it up on the field, played his worst game versus the Niners, uh, was waving goodbye when they were up 20, whatever, in the halftime. I forgot the score. 17. Um, Yeah. They were up 17 points, waved goodbye. The guy has missed 25 games the last three years. He's been on IR more than he's been on the field. It's a pass unless it's a very cheap one-year deal. Like, I'm talking about even cheaper than this year. It has to be. Um, so, he, so he got one year $8 million in March last year. So, yeah, it would have to be less than that. He's not worth 8000000 mil. million. I'm sorry. At least not right now. He just hasn't been healthy. Um, So pass. Okay. I mean, that's fair.
3: And with CJ, for me, it's tough right now. Because, obviously, last season I was a big advocate of bringing this guy here. And I was really ecstatic when they were able to sign him to that one-year deal but i look at this lions defensive backroom and especially the safeties room right now and that's what cj's been playing and obviously we have our nickel corner for the future with brian branch trying to find a role for cj Gardner-Johnson. and and when he came back from injury it was a little weird because they were doing this little rotation of you know mixing him and fatima Malafanu, and you're mixing kirby joseph and all in there where when he was on ir it was exclusively Kirby and Iffy. Once, obviously, they transitioned Iffy from Tracy. Yeah. But, like, they weren't doing no rotations. Like, it was just those two out there, and they were playing very good football. And those two are really young. I mean, if he's going into his fourth year, and Kirby's going to be going into his third year. And our nickel cornerback room is good with Brian Branch. He's going to be going to a second year, had a phenomenal rookie season. So, I'm trying to find a role for CJ. And,. Obviously, he kind of spoke about it a little bit. Like he wasn't thrilled about the idea of rotating safety. So, I could see him moving on to another team, probably taking another one-year deal with the amount of games he missed the last few years. Like you kind of mentioned, I could see him take another one-year deal and, and going to a team that probably values him a little more than the Lions do. Because unless the Lions do get him for really cheap, I don't really see a scenario why he he really would want to come back outside. of Really liking this team and the culture. I think he has an opportunity to start for another team where the lions kind of have two good safeties already a really good nickel. So I don't know if it necessarily makes sense to have CJ gardner Johnson back. It's kind of more of a luxury move in my opinion. If you bring him back, like if you bring him back, great phenomenal, you can never have enough good players, but it's not necessarily like a big need, I guess is what I'm trying to say with bringing him back. Like if they lose him, I don't think it's a huge loss. If they bring him back, I think it's good depth, but like, you know, they have some players right now, and they have good players, good young players at that position that he plays. So it's going to be an interesting offseason for CJ. But personally, right now, I'm going to say pass, and I don't think he returns next season.
2: Yeah, yeah I think you guys brought up, both of you guys made really great points. Um, you know, as far as him having a role in Detroit, I'm not sure, because, like, if you bring him back, I'm going to see another rotation. And I, I think that's something that's not going to be good for a team all year, if you want to just keep rotating your safeties like that all year, you're not gonna like you're not gonna have momentum, man. As far as like coming in and out and stuff like that. So as far as having a role, I don't think it'll be good for the team. And then Pierre brought up a good point as far as un—I'll I'll call it unwanted attention. Like he—he he was causing too much unwanted attention to the team um, with the trash talk. I and mean, I don't mind trash talk, like Jamal Williams trash talk like he did it to his own players he did it to motivate the guy to play better i get that you need that in locker room you know even glover clinton said hey man like we need a guy to talk and talk shit now where's that guy and i get it you need that guy to motivate the other guys talk shit sometimes but when you're going on social media and now you're calling out players and you're doing this and you're doing that. You're just doing too much, bro. That at that point you're causing unwanted attention to the team, to, to the city of Detroit. And it, that's not who the lions are. I don't think that's the image that they want to portray is. Yeah. Now, now we have one guy talking to, to a guy, on another team that's not been playing us until maybe playoffs or shit like that. It, like, like it's just unwanted shit. So for me, uh, I'm yeah, I'm 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 with the pass. And a team that I think that he should go to that would probably fit him good would be Miami. I think the Dolphins, if he goes to Dolphins, and it looked like the Dolphins end up getting all of our old players anyway. It's like every player that does his time with the Lions end up going right to Miami. Deshaun Elliott. Where do you think he's at? Miami. <laughs> like all the players that go to Miami. So uh, yeah, if he, he goes to Miami, I think he'll be good at Miami. But I'm with the pass on CJ Gordon Johnson.
3: I mean, I wouldn't like. I don't mind the chatter personally. Like, I know some people that really frustrated. I, I like. I wouldn't say necessarily long Back it up. Back it up, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, like,
2: yeah. If you go, if you're, if you're gonna talk like that, you better be fucking Floyd Mayweather of your fucking position. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm missing, like, I mean, I mean, bro. you better be the fucking goat. You better be. You better be like I said. You better be Floyd Mayweather of your position if you're gonna mm. talk shit like that.
1: Typically, his he does back it up, but he didn't back it up when he was talking the most shit this year, which was the NFC Championship, NFC Championship game in San because Francisco, he talking,
2: because he talks shit against he talks shit to the guy that's on that team, and then now it just makes him and all of us look bad. Like, yeah, and now he's like, hey, somebody check on somebody check on little bro, like, yeah. <laughs> like it just makes us look bad. Like, and then is... CJ,
1: CJ actually uh, tweeted or he on Instagram he reposted Debo's post he had CJ waving. And CJ said, "See y'all next year." Yeah, y'all next so year, some yeah. people were hinting that CJ wants to be a lion. <laughs> but the thing is, like what Tyler said, um, I think the Lions probably want to develop those two guys, Kirby and Iffy. And Ife and Kirby, when they played together, were really good. I feel like once CJ came in, it kind of threw things off a little. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, I agree.
3: Um, I mean, like if you could bring him back as like depth, but like CJ Gardner Johnson's on a depth piece, man. He like, did, he he's not. Started. He's gonna. Yeah,
1: yeah he's, he, he wants
3: to be on the field. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's a guy that like deserves to play all game like that's that's just like the type of players but like I don't know if it's worth it for the Lions when you have two good young safeties to bring him back like if you needed a nickel corner like they did last year we didn't know the certainty of Brian Branch I understand it but Brian Branch was a starter day one and has been a stud all year you have two safeties that looked good all year without Gardner Johnson like he's not necessarily a need like I said it's really luxury if he comes back like it's just like you know, it's not, it's not a need, but, like, is it nice to have? Absolutely it's nice to have, but it's not something I need on this football team. It's more of a want
1: than anything. Yeah, and he's also, I mean, he's getting a little older, too. I think he'll be 26 next year or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not so... worried about his age. I, I No, just but think... I'm saying, not about his age. What I'm saying is he probably wants the bag. He doesn't want to come in and be a rotational safety. Yes, I agree. I think he wants to the start
2: bag. Yeah, started, yes. But the no, bag, like I'm the saying, team like team. the
1: bag, like after he proves that one, like let's say he plays well next year, he won't probably yeah. get that chance in Detroit unless, got knock on wood, there's injuries. Yes. Like he won't be a full time starter here. Yeah, just what's well, not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use the service and make him a starter day one. Right now,
3: yeah. I, I can't guarantee that for the Detroit Lions. No.
2: I think Miami would be good for him. I
1: there's also think the Lions, um, considering all the injuries they've had at the DB position. I think it would be smart to add a guy who's more reliable as a third safety versus adding a guy who's often injured. That's or fair. even maybe drafting a third safety, like drafting a young guy. That's fair.
3: Okay, so that's with CJ. Let's go on to unrestricted free agent number two, offensive guard Jonah Jackson. Let's start off with you, Pierre.
1: All right, what are we talking here? One year approval deal or a multi-year deal? Whatever you think. <laughs> oh my gosh. If it's a multi-year deal, no, he just hasn't been healthy the last two years. If it's a one-year prove-it deal, or maybe like a two, three-year deal, but not like a market-setting deal, like a solid deal, yes. But I do think overall, I think the Lions will pass on signing him because they have to sign these players. These guys are up for extensions. Jared Goff pretty soon, Penesul, Amon Ross St. Brown, Taylor Decker's uh, has one of the highest cap hits next year. You got to extend that. And on defense, you got Aleem McNeil, and you're probably going to add some defensive playmakers and free agency. So just kind of thinking the bigger picture, I think pass. Unless it's like a one-year, you know, cheap, prove-it deal with incentives, it's a pass. I like yeah. Jonah, the player, but I think guards are easy to find. We, we see it every time. like So it, it's a pass for me.
3: Yeah, it's a pass for me as well, unless it is a one-year deal. But I think the Lions have to look at getting a new – left guard. Like, I, I think with how expensive this offense and this team is going to be very soon with all your upcoming extensions, like, I don't think Jonah Jackson's in the in the, in the the works to be part of that long-term plan, it's, unless it's something very, very cheap, which I just don't see happening, because he's still a young player and, obviously, he's a really good player when he's on the field. And something with Jonah, too, yeah, it's the injuries. I mean, the injuries have been very costly and, and at very bad times, and that's something out of his control, obviously, but you know, sometimes I see guys like Frank Ragnow fighting through some crazy pain out there, and, and he's out there. I'm even looking at guys who in the Super Bowl, guys like Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, playing yeah. through, through torn meniscus. And I'm not necessarily calling Jonah soft for this, but, like, there are guys playing through very grit. similar injuries. Grit. Yeah, grit, you know, and then that's what the Lions want. Like, you know, even CJ Gardner, I know we just talked about him, and we didn't want to bring him back. But, like, coming off a torn pec, coming back for that playoff, run, like, that's very, very impressive um it just kind of felt like jonah at some times was like i don't want to say like like i said i'm not calling him soft they're like taking play take, taking games off but like i don't know I, I just see some other guys feel like going through the same pain and are are willing to go through it and, and play through your team where jonah you know opts in to go for surgery and miss that big nfc championship game and it didn't really cost us at the end of the day but like th- like we've seen it this year when he's not out there it's a different offensive line for the detroit line so I don't know. I think it's time to move on just with all the expenses that are going to be coming on to this team, especially that offensive line. I don't see a, a long-term future with John Jackson. Really good player, but I think it's time to go out there in the draft. Go draft a guy. You need a guy in a rookie contract. On this Christian Hayes from
1: UConn. That's it. Sorry.
3: Sure. But there's just too many <laughs> pricey guys on this offensive line. is going to be the most paid right tackle in the league. Decker makes a lot of money. Frank makes a lot of money. And if you're there's another guy on this list that we might be talking about very soon, Glasgow is going to make solid money too for your team. Like you need some, you know, you need, you you need a little discount on this offensive line. So I I think getting a rookie is going to be very important for the lines this offseason and getting that guard. So even if you bring back Jonah for one year, I still think guard is still a big need this offseason. Yep. So I'm going to say necessarily, I'm going to say pass as an overall though.
2: Yeah. Um, he, his situation was kind of weird. Like I, I get him and I get like the whole team first, you know? So with Jonah, I think the way he was thinking in this situation, the reason why he didn't fight it out like the other guys and battle it out is he was actually thinking about his long-term plan as far as if I re-injured myself, would I be resigned somewhere next year? Uh, or where the Lions resign me if, if I if I if my injury gets worse, um, so I get him protecting his investment, which is himself, um, to get the surgery and 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 not play that game, um, because at the end of the day, even if the Lions doesn't work out and the Lions resign him, he has a chance to at least make money somewhere else. Versus if he got that injury got worse and now he's missing time next year, he may not get as much money. Or teams may not value him as much because he's already injured. Um, so I get it. Now, as far as that, the Lions way is that the whole grit, uh, you know, thinking of the team first versus yourself. Uh, I don't think that's the, the Lions model. So um, I don't think they bring him back, to be honest with you. Like like you guys said, there's a lot of guys who, who um, they do need to resign. And uh, yeah, I don't think that they're going to bring him back and he should go get his money elsewhere. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah.
3: And ultimately, like, if it is a one year deal, love to have him back as our starting left guard. But long term, I just don't see it with the Lions making sense with Jonah Jackson. He's not,
2: he's not taking a one year deal. I've heard, gonna, he, from, he, I've
1: heard he, like, my bad. I've heard from the team, like, they haven't been, like, the most happy about the way he's handles his injuries and not necessarily playing through them. But I told like you, you said, Malcolm, like you said, though, that's, like, you know, I, I get he, it. Looking out for his future. Kind of his final year. He went out got that back from New York. Good for him. He got paid, whatever. So I'm rooting for Jonah to get paid. I love when players get paid. Just I don't think he's going to get paid with us. Yeah.
3: I get it. It's a gritty leak. You know, you got to take care of yourself before, you know, you got to look out for yourself as well. You can't always be just having, you know, the blind faith into the team. So I completely understand it. It's just I could see why the Lions are not thrilled with his, what, yeah. what he's been doing.
2: Yeah. I see both sides. Right.
3: Okay. So I think we're all kind of in agreement past year with Jonah Jackson. So Yeah. All right. Let's continue with
1: the guards. Graham Glasgow, start off with you, Pierre. Signed. So I was looking at contracts for like 30-year-old-ish guards. I think Mark Lewinsky, when he was um 30 years old, signed a three-year $18.3 million deal, 6.1 a year. I could see something like that. Maybe Graham could take a little less, give a hometown discount, maybe like 5 mil at 2 or 3 years. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um the reason why I wouldn't give him a massive amount of money is he struggled in Denver, had a nice resurgence in Detroit, but I don't think he's worth like 11 or 12 million if he wants that, pass. But I think maybe in the mids, you know, like 6, 7, 8, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I think every sign is pointing towards
3: that Galasca is going to be back. It looks like both sides have mutual interest of Reuniting with the Lions and him himself. And obviously, like you said, he played in Denver a couple of years, came back here. I think he's just happy here. You know, likes Hank, obviously, as his O line coach. He's familiar with Frank and familiar with Decker. So I think playing with those guys is like cool for him. And, you know, I think it's a home for him here. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Like a guy that's not necessarily going to break the bank for you. I think you can give him some multi years, give him some security here. And, Again, a guy who could play guard and center. Obviously, Frank has missed some games, deservedly so, with all the injuries that he's been dealing with. So having a guy that could play that guard, play that center position, I think is really, really important because outside of Graham, we don't really have another guy who could do that. So now you could obviously address on the offseason and bring another guy in, but I think it would be nice for the Lions to get a guy that was already familiar with the system, already familiar with his team. I think Graham Glasgow makes a lot of sense. Not a guy that's going to necessarily break the bank. I think it's a win-win for both sides. He makes a nice, solid payday. And the Lions are not breaking the bank as far as bringing him back. So for me, yeah, definitely bring back Graham Galesko.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like we like did all year with the Lions. I think he was a big, um, reliable mm-hmm. piece for the Lions, playing multiple positions. Um, able to step in when we had guys out. Yeah, I mean, I like his versatility, and I think his, with him being reliable, did he? I don't, I don't think he missed any games this year. Did he? Was he out? No. Nope.
1: I, I know he filled no, in for I everybody.
2: Think, I know he filled I in for. I do
1: think him. one game we did miss. One game we had Yodi and another guard starting. The other guard, Source Doll.
2: I, 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 I think I think he, he, he might have got
1: hurt in the game.
2: I think uh, I think that game he moved it to center. That's why I think Craig Ragnar yeah. was. Out oh,
1: that's right. No, he yeah. I don't think he missed the game. You're right.
2: Yeah, so I think his versatility to move in the center when Frank was out and playing guards both sides. I, like like he he's been great, man. So I I I, I like I like um, the signing. Yeah, I would bring him back. I don't think like they should max him out. I don't think he's gonna even act for that. But, I don't know
3: that's gonna happen, yeah. you
2: know. I don't think he's gonna ask for the max, but I think they're gonna get him they're gonna get him back.
3: it's gonna be a wound for both sides. He's gonna make a nice solid payday where he's gonna be comfortable and I think he'll be good for the Lions financial wise, too. Yeah. All right. Going on to the next free agent wide receiver, Josh Reynolds, obviously. <laughs> we know what happened last game, but start off with the
1: Peter. What's your thoughts on Josh Reynolds? should Forget they be back about- Let's just forget about that game. Obviously, what happened happened. But if you look at the overall year, he had the Rams game. He was phenomenal. During the year when they first – like their first few games, every pass he caused either a touchdown or a first down. Jerry Goff has chemistry. I think you bring him back. I think this is a no-brainer, honestly. Um, I don't think it's going to be expensive. I think it's probably be the similar deal he had with us. What was it, like six mil or five mil? Yeah, two years, six mil, I think. Yeah, I think you bring him back, Tyler. I don't think – um I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer, you know, unless if he wants to go and look for a bag, good for him. But last time he did that, we saw what happened. The Titans kind of released him in the middle of the year. The Lions picked him up. So I think you bring him back. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many teams value Josh Rounds like the Lions do. It's kind of like you mentioned, like, he's really
3: important to this offense, really familiar with Goff, and obviously what happened last game, like, it sucked. I mean, it was his worst game probably ever as a pro or just ever playing football in general, honestly. It w- it was really rough. But I think if you take away that game and just look at the big picture of what Reynolds has brought to this team, you know, he's he's been a consistent since since he got here halfway through the season in 2021, you know, just been a glue guy. He's been healthy for the most part. I don't think he's missed many games or if any at all. And, you know, he's a guy that, like, fits that perfect role of a wide receiver three, a wide receiver four, Um comfortable with Jared Goff, not a guy that's also, also going to cost the bank. I, I think it's a pretty easy decision. I bring back Josh Reynolds.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to to just let one game define the player. Um, and I think that's a lot of people are doing right now. They they're putting that one game and saying, "Yeah, get rid of him, get rid of him, cut him, cut him." But they're forgetting how reliable he's been this whole time in Detroit. And you know that that chemistry that he has with golf. I, I think they, they should keep things going. Now, I'm not sure if he, if they should probably get a you know upgrade. Try to you know definitely try to upgrade that position and still have him there, but um, I think he stays. I think he stays because he, he does he does a lot for the team, man. I think he could help even the, the younger wide receivers, and uh, I, I just think that he needs to be there.
1: Yeah, um, I do think he'll get a slight raise. He's making three, maybe he'll make like five to six million a year, which is still like feasible for a third or fourth receiver and a guy who's reliable. Um, and Ben Johnson liked going to him a lot too, so. I don't think you have enough Josh Reynolds on the team. I think, like, uh, what does
3: Dan Campbell call him? The mantis or, like, the spider, the guy that kind of just never goes away? Like, you could just never have enough of those type of guys. You know, reasonable contract, wide receiver, wide receiver, four, go make a big play. That's Josh Reynolds. And, like, that's what he's been since coming here. And he's familiar with this offense, familiar with golf, familiar with Ben. Like, you know, he's not a guy that's a diva that's going to demand the ball, too. It's like – just a good player to have on the team. And it's kind of like Malcolm said, like you can still go out there and draft a guy or still sign a guy to maybe have a guy ahead of Josh Ronald on the depth chart. But like, you know, just to have him in the locker room be your wide receiver three, wide receiver four, like you can't go wrong with it. I think he's a very, very
1: solid player for this. Team. All right. I got a question. Two years, 12 no, let's say six guaranteed. Take it or leave it. Take it. That's it. I mean, that's what I think he's going to get yeah. something around there.
2: Yeah, that, that's That's easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So take it.
3: Okay going on to the next free agent let's go with edge rusher romeo coir
1: um (laughs) go beer i think i think it's just time just to rip that band-aid off and um tell him have a good time unless i I don't know i mean even the one-year approval deals he's been inconsistent we saw how he started this year a little slow then got got off to a strong start later in the year dude i think it's time to just redo that edge room yeah I mean, this I mean is, you might be naming. I just want to name the other guys right now. You might name them, but I don't care. Charles Harris, Julian Aquara, Romeo Aquara. Have a good fuck day. it. Yeah, let's just get over with. All those guys, get them out of here. You know, a, like, <laughs> I, think them, I just think it's time for a fresh start. You know, Julian Aquara got released on the practice squad. Romeo was healthy scratch. Sometimes he played. Charles Harris, forget it. Like he's not coming back. We already know that. It's yeah. just, it's, it's done, with, bro. It's done with. Yeah,
2: let's do I, the, the whole DB thing that they did last year. Yeah, let's do it to the edge room,
1: man. It's up Aiden
2: Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden I mean, and, and, and uh, James Houston. Those I are like the, like they, they, the only two people that say. Kaminsky and Pascoe
1: are pretty sick. Oh, yeah, Kaminsky.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pascoe, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: But,
2: I mean, I
3: kind of like that you kind of just bunch them all together because I kind of view them all the same. The Romeos, yeah. the, the, the Charles <laughs> Harris, the Julian Aquara. Like, I, I do view them all in that bunch. I will say, though, I know we didn't say Charles Harris yet. I think Charles Harris is one hundred percent gone. I don't think there's a the shot he comes back this year. Yeah, Romeo Aquara. I don't think he comes back, but I give him a higher probability than Charles Harris for that. I'm with me. you there. I, I
1: give him a higher probability than all three of those guys, Julian and Charles and him. His yes, because yeah. like he actually like got a good amount of snaps towards the end
3: of the year, but kind of like Malcolm said or Pierce said, rip the Band-Aid off, man. It, it's time to just. Let's, let's revamp this room a little bit. Let's bring some new faces in there. I've said it since midway through the season. Until the line started blitzing, that front four causes zero, zero pressure. And going back to Super Bowl really, really quickly, you saw important front fours for both teams, man. When you don't have the blitz and you can just rely on your front four to get pressure, whole different ball game. And frankly, your Charles Harris's, your Romeo Aquaras, your Julian Aquaras, um, whoever the Aquar brothers coming up next. I don't know if there's no other Aquar. I'm just saying shit out of my ass right now. But my point is saying they're not good enough and they're not going to get the job done. So I move on from all of them and
1: start over. Yep. I agree. Okay. I do want to bring up something. So we're talking about edge rushers. This is a little off topic, but who cares? So Bleacher Report made predictions about where free agents will go. And they said the Lions would give Daniel Hunter a three-year, $67 million deal with 51 guaranteed. Oh, yes or no?
3: Sign me up. Yes. 100%.
1: We got one yes. Malcolm, yes or no? Yeah. I mean, who would say no to that? I'm in too. Let's go. All right back to yeah, the, the free agents
3: see, like, there's just, like, <laughs> like very quickly and we're gonna do a full episode probably this later on in the the off season there's too many good red rushers to come go back and say let's run it back with the romeo choir there's just no way in hell you say hey look at all these there's brian burns there's josh allen there's the neil hunter say hey no we're okay we're gonna run it back with romeo choir and Harris. hell no no you're you're, re- you're redoing this room i think and-
1: campbell said in his presser he's like he has to get he has to like kind of detach himself from players. And I think that's kind of Charles Harris, for example, and other guys Where like, you love players too much. You want them on your team because they have that grip, but bro, the talent just isn't like the results aren't on the field. Yeah. They worked their ass off. Yeah. They don't give up, but they're not necessarily winning on the field though.
3: Yeah. I mean, respect it, to those guys. They took contract. Yeah, for you know, sure. I, I didn't think they were going to be here last year. You know, they took the pay cuts to stay here. You know, they, 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 they try It's just, they're not talented enough, and that's really all it is. So
1: I think both injuries hurt both of them, in my opinion. They're I mean, Romeo's Achilles injury for a defensive end is just—it's tough, man. Right. Okay. Um. So you already got
3: Charles Harris out of the way. That was that was pretty simple.
1: We had to do that. Yeah, I had to.
3: Okay. Um. Let's go with an interesting one right here. Wide receiver Donovan's Peoples Jones, who they brought at the trade
1: deadline. Um. I. Just the way he played, I think he's a one-year vet man. I, I don't think, like, he's anything special. I, I don't think he did nothing. He didn't really do nothing where he was at. I mean, he did caught a couple passes, did some returns, but, like, he's not worth three mil or four mil, is he? No.
3: He's not getting the Josh Reynolds deal, like, the previous Josh Reynolds deal. He's not worth that, in my opinion. Vet yeah. men? Or close to a vet man, Sure. Other than that, like, he could walk. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page. If they want to bring him back as, like, a kind of a camp body, let him compete— maybe get a little more incentives than that, like kind of give more of a guarantee to make the roster. Sure. As like a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, I think that could work. But I mean, he didn't really do much at that trade deadline and it is tough, you know, coming in midway through the season and expecting much out of a guy. It is a little bit tough, but I mean, he just didn't really show me, show you anything to, to be blow your socks off to, to bring him back this offseason. If they bring him back, it's going to probably be really cheap. And on a one-year deal, if they don't bring him back, I don't think anybody's complaining at the end of the day. So we'll see. And I think it's interesting to note that the Lions did sign a wide receiver. Not that I would necessarily push DPJ, but they signed Trey Smith, who's worked with the Saints with Dan Campbell in the past. So they did bring another receiver already in that room to a futures deal. So we'll see if it has any impact to DPJ and, and you know, bringing him back or not.
1: Oh, one more thing with addressers, dude, the Lions signed CFL's um, leading sack Canadian defensive lineman, Matthew Betts or Matthew Betts. Um, they signed him today to a futures deal.
2: I saw
3: that probably
1: death, camp body. A lot of people think he's gonna be Cam Wake. I, I would I would slow down on that. Not everyone comes to CFL's Cam Wake. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, for me right now he's a camp body. That doesn't we gotta see how he looks.
2: Right.
1: Uh what All about right. you though, Malcolm with DPJ?
2: Um what's interesting about that move and as far as DPJ, um Brad Holmes said that he actually said something that that you know made me open my eyes about this move. He said when he makes moves, he doesn't do about now. He does it for about the future. And um, I think when they made that move, I don't think they had any expectations for DPJ as far as this season. Because he didn't really he didn't do shit. Like, like Pierre said, he literally had a couple catches. He literally had like two catches. <laughs> um, I don't think they had any much expectations for him this year. I, I do see him coming back next year, at least as a camp body. Just to see, you know, give him full camp. Um, have, a, have, you know, that, that, that you know, mini camp, training camp with with um with Jared Goff and try to build some chemistry and see what he can do. Or um, probably
1: maybe,
2: Hooker. Or probably, yeah, even Hooker. Who, who knows? Um, But yeah. I think they want to see exactly what he can do and, and if he can help this team. Uh, I don't think they traded for him for no reason. So, uh, yeah, I do see him back. I see him back. I just don't know. I think it'll another, like, one-year approval deal. But I do see him back, at least, yeah. at least for camp.
1: I mean, it's... I don't think we're mad if he signs or if we're mad if he walks. It's whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, special teams slash linebacker, Jalen Reese mapen Yes. Uh, he's a captain on special teams. He's your personal protector, one of the most important positions on special teams. Um, on defense, he made plays when they called him. Yes. I think that's an easy yes. Probably looking at three to four million, I'd guess. That's how much I think good special teamers make. So, yes. Yeah, I'm absolutely in the
3: camp. I thought they should have brought him back a couple of seasons ago when he when he ended up signing with Houston. That was a surprise to me. brought him back, loved it. He was just as good as I remember when you know he came back. I'd like to see him give maybe a little multi-year deal, maybe give him a two-year action deal or something like that instead of one year. Yeah, kind of kind of like that ballpark, like you said, maybe two to three million dollars a year. But I think he deserved it, man. You know, give him a little more security, and he's a guy that's more than just special teams. Like he could fill in for some defensive snaps. Good tackler. You could blitz him every here and there. I like Jalen Reeves Maven a lot, and I think he's big to this to this football team. And I think Dan loves him, so um, I, I'm definitely a yes for Jalen Reeves Maven.
2: Yeah, Jalen Reeves Maven, to me, I think is one of the most underrated linebackers in the league, man. He does so much um, that a lot of people don't even notice. Yeah, he's a special team captain. He's really good at special team. That's what people know him as, but when he fills in in defense, I think he plays that position on defense. That, I'm not sure if he plays the Will or Sam. Is it the Will he usually plays, or – well, either, either linebacker position, he he plays at a, he plays at a pretty good you know good good level uh, as far as just filling in for that guy. You know the defense doesn't skip a beat. So I'm I'm all in. I'm all in to have him back. Uh, I didn't want him to leave the first time, and I don't want him to leave. I want, don't want him to leave now. So hopefully they they get a deal done. Right. All right, we
1: can go pretty fast with these more other guys. Manuel Mosley here. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, yes, I think it's going to be cheap. They need depth at corner. I don't necessarily think he's a starter, but just see how he looks in camp. He's not going to break the bank. He's going to get a lot less what he got um, in free agency last time. He's a talented kid, yeah. See what see how he looks in camp. You need DBs, and he's a veteran. Um, he could teach whoever they draft or whoever they bring in along with Cam. He played with Cam before. Yes, I'm not saying he's a starter. I'm just saying to bring him back on the team it's one of
3: those things where like if they sign him back cool if they don't cool i mean he's coming off another torn acl which he just recovered from obviously the injury before and got injured in four plays i mean i don't even know what to expect out of him as far as a player at this point so i have no idea i mean like you said he's not going to make much money it's going to be a one-year very very cheap deal for wherever he goes so if they want to do it sure like no lock to make the 53-man roster sure you could do that but um. Yeah, I mean, like he doesn't have any role locked up, so I don't really have much of an opinion on Manuel Mose. I'll say, I'll say, bring him back,
1: but like again, I don't really care that much if, if, either way. Yeah, they lost him. I wouldn't care, but I think like it'd be smart to bring him back.
2: Yeah. I. I mean, I'm pretty much worried. Not really worried, but I just want to see how far, how far along he is during his rehab. Like, is this gonna be another situation that we gotta wait for him to hit the field to like week six or something, or is he gonna be able to go through camp and? preseason shit like that. that that's that's my question if he's able to do all that stuff like camp preseason all that shit sure bring him to camp you know worst case scenario he doesn't make the team you could cut him but to have him to resign him and then have this whole drawn-out process of have him re you know rehab all, you know six weeks into the season and have him play week six or week seven or week eight and i don't know just move on bro if that's the case but it just all depends on where you got rehab, bro. I'm just not down for another shit like a situation like last year.
3: That's fair. All right. Dan Skipper, the dog. <laughs> yes. You guys already know I'm going with this.
1: I love Dan Skipper. One of my favorite pleasures. Uh Dan Skipper will probably be here.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you love that?
1: I'll tell you what's gonna happen with Skipper. This is what's gonna happen. This happens every freaking year with Skipper. He's gonna be on the <laughs> roster in camp. He's going to have a decent whatever camp. He's going to get cut. He's going to get signed to the practice squad. And then, like, week seven or week eight, he's going to get signed to the active roster, and he's going to report out One fans are going to go nuts.
3: Yes. Uh, that's, uh, that sounds actually pretty onky. Is probably what's going to happen this year, or every year with Dan Skipper for the rest of his career.
2: Hey, yeah. P- Tyler, remember that one year we are doing our roster predictions and I yes. had Dan Skipper uh, making the roster, yeah. and you gave me hell? You <laughs> were like, you got Dan Skipper making the team? That shit was hilarious. <laughs>
3: hey, Dan's versatile now. He plays, he plays uh, really? tight end, plays tackle, guard. I mean, he's a versatile cat now. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. So oh. Dan's, uh, Dan's an automatic. Yes, he should. If he's not on that ninety man roster, I am pissed.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I think the whole scenario up here drawn out is exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> Probably. I yeah. think it, that's exactly to the team is gonna happen. He's gonna, you guys remember Andre
1: Fluellen? Who? You remember Andre Fluellen? Yeah. Tackle? that's that's literally what they would do with him he'd be on the roster um he'd go into camp he'd get caught he'd be on well, they didn't have pad squad back then for veterans but he, once he'd get caught uh, they'd have an injury or two they'd sign him to the active roster and it was kind of like what skipper does but now well, like the good thing is with bats you could have him on the practice squad he could not right. have that back then which right. is which is really like beneficial yeah. All right. So, um, you know,
2: so so you have him being re-signed, but you don't have him make an initial 53 roster.
1: Probably not, unless the dude just comes out and just crazy in camp. I mean... Well, I, I don't know.
3: I mean, okay, let's bring up the other name, because I could see where this could be Dan Skipper's spot to potentially make the 53. Matt Nelson, you bring him back? No. I mean, like for me, it's like, I, I think Dan Skipper took Matt Nelson's job, so... And Matt Nelson always makes a 53 man roster, so I could see Skip Potentially Dante and Matt Nelsons on the fifty-three man roster, like
1: initially. I think one thing is the Lions actually need to find a swing tackle. Um, Thank God this year, Decker and Swell were healthy, knock on wood. But we both know if one of those guys went down for a little, um, we had like we had no one. We had no one really. Like let's be honest, who's playing tackle? Skip. I mean, come on. Like we saw that one game when (laughs) we got we saw Swordsdale that got destroyed. We saw. I mean, come on, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a need this
3: offseason. I don't know. We'll see if so. Skip could maybe make the fifty-three. Maybe Matt that.
1: Nelson, you actually bring him back as a camp body, but I wouldn't lock him up as a as a swing tackle. Um, right. That's fair.
3: I mean, we've been looking for a Matt Nelson replacement. I feel like for three years now, and like it just seems like he's always just there. He always just comes back somehow. We need to find our Terrell Crosby, sort of, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mark, do you have any quick opinions on Matt Nelson? I'm assuming you nope. don't care.
2: No, yeah, I don't, I don't think we
3: really care, bro. They bring him
1: back, we'll be whatever. They, they, he walks like, who cares? and I think that's like...
3: gonna probably be the trend for most of these guys going forward. So I'm just gonna go through these really fast. Tyson loop. I fucking hate this guy's name.
1: Alalu. Yes. Um,
2: this this is a defensive tackle from the Steelers.
1: Yes. Yeah. Tyson, a little while I don't, I don't, I think this, I think it's kind of going to be what happened this year. I don't think he's going to want to be in camp. The guy's like 37 or 38 years old. I think he's going to sign on in the regular season. Um, if he wants to, honestly, bro, probably no. The guy's like 37 or 38. You know what you're going to get out of him? He's not nothing special. He's a practice squad player. Um, he's a guy you signed during regular season on your practice squad. You don't need him in camp. You know what you're getting out of him. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I
3: don't think he's going to sign in the the off season. I think that's one of those moves you make in November, December, and then you know you kind of get him. He got he goes to a contender and whoever needs some depth. So and that could maybe be a signing later on this season, but I don't see happening this off season.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, for me, no. Um, he could ride off in the sunset. I'm good. Uh,
1: all right, Kindle Vildor. Yes, and as a starter, as a depth option. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm Here's the thing, Vildor. Actually, I think as a CB four, CB five would be good on this team, not as a CB two. Um, he actually played tough. Like he's not the best in coverage, but if you like need him to start a game or two, it's not like the end of the world. You know, like if he had injuries or something, he started a little in this league. He plays tough. He tackles. Just his coverage, you know, it's not, it's not Kindle. the best, but I think he's more like a backup corner. Kendall
3: Vildor to me is what Jeff Okuda is. Always around the ball, just can never make a play. That's what Kindle Vildor is like. Tyler, I, one was like, I don't know when the hell Vildor was drafted. One was the number three overall. Oh, team. yeah. No, it's a big difference. Yeah. Jeff Fikou should not be compared to Kindle Vildor. So it's it's no <laughs> offense to Kindleville door, but it's just like, that was kind of more of a shot to Jeff I think Vildor, Vildor is
1: a gritty player. Like, you talk about grit, you talk about Lions culture and fit. He fits in. And again, now if they don't bring him back. I, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I wouldn't care, but I'd like to have him back. Why not? He's probably a one-year vetman deal. Like, what? why not? Yeah, I mean, if it's bottom of the roster, practice squad type Yeah, player. bro, that's what it is. I mean, the guy's not going to, like, start unless, God forbid, you that's lose all your case corners scenario. or someone
3: sucks, yeah, like what weird. happened this year. <laughs> but, you know. Worst case scenario. So, I, I mean, again, I'll just rip through a fest. I don't care. Don't care what they do with Kenovo So, Malcolm? I don't know.
2: Anyway, anyway I'll be okay with he's If I know he's just playing special teams or some shit like that.
1: That's
2: probably what it'll be. Yeah. If he's doing that, I don't, I don't care. But if he's like right? You know he reminds me of? Um, damn, what's that guy's name? AJ Parker? Guy. No, there was a corner on our team that we just couldn't get rid of. He, he always started, and I was like, god Smith. No, man. Nevin Lawson. At, uh, nevin fucking Lawson. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Smith actually did shit. He got he got deceptions, man. This never nevin Lawson didn't do shit.
1: Nevin Lawson course, that fumble versus Cleveland. Yeah, that, yeah, one, yeah, that one. that one
2: fumble and got that touchdown and went ballistic in the end zone. I oh, that, that was fun. Yeah, he that was, was going, so no, I say he's throwing it off. Yeah, nuts. Because oh, he was, was like, fun. I finally made a play. I finally did it. That's yeah. what he reminds me of. No, I, no, I'm I'm okay. I I think the, I think that cornerback room. I think they played so poorly. I think they need to hit another reset. I know Those guys are not it for me. Fair.
1: Yeah. Okay. Kicker Michael Badgley. <laughs> bye. it's time it's time to find the real kicker um bye damn if, that's if, it
3: if they want to bring him in for another camp try out I'm sure. cool with yeah. it i but, just don't want him
1: as a starting kicker bro like i
3: don't I know mean, bro. He, he's he's not bad to me he's solid. he was clutching that rams game made a, a clutch 55 yarder in that game i don't hate michael badgley um, i don't hate him but the thing is is they don't trust him though they
1: don't, but I don't know if they trust any kicker.
2: I don't. I, it's not gonna make a difference. It's not gonna make a difference. Thing, no,
1: no. If you have like a who the hell is a great kicker?
2: What Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker? So he's so you say we have Justin Tucker, but it's fourth and three. Dan Campbell's not gonna go for it.
1: I mean, Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh goes for it on fourth and short too, even if he has Justin because
2: Tucker. he has fucking. He could, if it's like fourth and one, or but he doesn't do it all the time on fourth and three, fourth and two, fourth and four. Dan Campbell's gonna do over that shit all the time.
1: The thing is, bro, like, Batchley is a solid player, but he's not like a like a, the best kicker. I think this year the lines are actually gonna focus on kicker. I think they're gonna bring in a legit kicker. They're gonna try at least.
2: It doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, uh, I'm
1: tired uh, of playing musical chairs at kicker. Yeah, is, I mean, it is annoying. Yeah, it, it is
3: annoying the musical chairs at kicker. Like you kind of just want to have one just set guy there. So. It, it,
1: it would be nice, I, like, cause I know and they're never gonna to win. You know you're starting to, but you're starting to win. Kind of when you get in that phase, it's kind of like not go all out, but maybe be like attack it a little more aggressively. That position, I think it's time. Like last year, they attacked the quarterback position a little more aggressively. They they took Teddy Bridgewater. They drafted Endon Hooker. Yeah, I think it's time to. I'm not saying like draft like a kicker early. I'm just saying it's time to address the kicker spot, whether it's free agency through the draft or even undrafted free agency. Like you could find kickers too. We've seen good kickers that don't get drafted all the time. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think the rest of these
3: are honestly gonna be don't cares. So I know it's very boring, but like it's just like I'm not gonna have a big opinion if the line should bring back Michael Badgley or not. Like it's just not so worth an opinion.
2: So, so you just don't care if they bring it back or not?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm more interested to see who he's going to compete with because I know he's not going to be the guaranteed one guy in camp. They're going to bring someone to compete with him. I know that for a fact.
2: 100. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to bring him back. Um, but they're going to bring competition to see you know if he's a better kicker.
1: So Riley right. Patterson and Nate Freeze. No, are they going to be I
2: think it's going to be more. I don't think they're going to hand him the job uh, by doing some uh, like that. It. They're going to give him some real competition. But again, I, like uh, I, I, for me, is like. We're gonna have a kicker, but isn't is gonna be like for what to oh, kick yeah. extra points? Like I, I, I like I said, fourth and three, we're on the thirty yard line. Doesn't matter who is our fucking kicker. Dan Kim was gonna go for it. It is like it is fourth and fourth and four. We're on their We're on their thirty two yard line. Dan Kim was gonna go for it. It's, I don't. It's not gonna to matter to me.
1: As he should.
2: Uh, you know, sometimes he could take the three, but that's, that's an argument <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> but I'm saying like. It's like the kicker position is not gonna matter. It's gonna I think the only time it's gonna matter is yeah, if we need like a game-winning field goal or for them to kick out your points. Cause other than that, I don't see Dan Campbell using his kicker much. Even if our kicker was justin ticker, justin tucker. So I don't care. Doesn't matter to me.
3: All right, we got three more free agents: Anthony Frisker, Will Harris, and Jake McQuaid. Any of those names sh- st-
1: like pop out to say wow, the Lions need to bring them back. Um no, the, the answer is no. There there is I would say I'd say Will Harris though. He was good on special teams and he also provides depth at corner. Um this he's gonna be a bad man.
3: they bring back Will Harris. Just I know like, like you're making sense. If they bring him back, it's fine. But they see Will Harris is reset with the Detroit Lions. I could just already see Instagram and Twitter just throwing
1: a tantrum. Bro, here's the thing: when when Brian Branch went down, he stepped in at nickel and he wasn't bad. He's more bad on the outside at Nickel, he was decent. Um, and he plays on special teams. Like you still need depth on this team. So, I'd say yeah, it's, it's probably a one-year vet men deal. It's not nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, Will Harris is just taxes. He's he's coming.
3: He's just coming. Those guys. He's just here every year. Doesn't matter what. You can't get him out of here. I mean, just this is what it is. Whether you love him or not, he's gonna be here. So, I think he'll be here uh, again. I, I don't care uh, if he's here or not. Don't worry. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me.
2: I think, I think you got to look at, you know, the, the role that he plays. You know, he, he does special teams, which he's good at, He's solid. And then that backup nickel. If, you know, we don't have him, at that point we don't have a backup nickel. Unless you drop the guy or bring somebody else in, but then you're like, all right, are they going to be more productive than Will? So, I mean, uh, you know what you got from, you know what you're going to get from Will. Might as well just get him on a cheap deal and just keep him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to go into a deep argument right now because it's not that serious about the back of nickel because it's not yeah, it's worth
2: not, it. It's not, that, yeah, it's not that serious. But
3: I would say I think Chase Lucas is more of a valuable piece at that back of nickel slash special teams than Will Hurst. I can make
2: that argument. Shit, I mean, uh, I like Chase Lucas a lot. I mean, shit, I like him over Vildor. I mean, they should have put him on the outside if you ask me. I think Chase Lucas, I mean, he played outside in the, um, in the preseason. I mean, uh, uh, shoot, put him out there, but they don't play him. Yeah, this is one of those guys they don't trust yet.
3: Yeah. And then two other names. Teddy Bridgewater already announced retirement, so there's no need to even mention him. And then
2: ah, – He's coaching um my local uh, local high school over here.
3: Yeah, I saw that. I know it's was your local, but it's pretty cool. Um, And then Halaputu Vaitai, That's going to be an interesting one to see if he even comes back because obviously another back injury missed pretty much all year. So wish him nothing but the best, but I feel like it's going to be one of those things where he probably just might be done with football. Yeah, I think he might just hang it up.
2: And, and, it, and, if, and,
3: and, if, and if he does come back, I don't think they resign him.
2: Okay. That was, yeah, that was a question. If, if if he's able to come back, would you guys want to resign him? One-year deal? I'm okay. I
3: think you it's going okay. to move on. Yeah. I mean, two back injuries. I, I don't even know what he's going to give me at this point in his career.
1: You're talking about Big V? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's done, bro.
3: He's done?
1: Yeah, he's done. Yeah, There's I mean, no way he's back. Yeah, I don't see it.
3: Even if he somehow still wants to play football, I just don't see it here. Yeah, so. What about you? I'm assuming you're on the same boat. Me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't think the back injury is uh, no, I don't think it's good for him. No. Um, yeah, no, it's not good for him.
3: Maybe the coach staff. I could see he's, you know, obviously really connected with these guys, you know. He was stuck around in training camp even when he was hurt. I mean, uh, in the season when he was hurt. So, maybe is like a like a, a coach, We've seen, We've seen the Lions do that before with some of their older guys that like ended up retiring. So maybe I could see him maybe being in the organization somehow, but I don't see him being a player. Makes oh. sense. I like so, it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with, with how. So that's all the lines unrestricted free agents. There's a couple restricted ones. We won't get into all that. Nothing too, too serious with those guys. So those are all the lines. That's our opinions on whether they should bring them back or not. And that's pretty much all we got for you guys. A little longer episode. But I hope you guys all enjoyed. And we'll have some more content coming for you guys very, very soon. So just stay tuned with us. Offseason fully loaded. So hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out, guys. Peace.
1: All right, guys. Like Tyler said, um, we will have full offseason for you guys. Exciting. The draft actually in Detroit. We might have some news for you guys regarding that that we're excited about. But we'll see you guys later. I'm out. Peace. Yep,
2: yeah, It's your boy Malcolm.